0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. This is a pre-recorded video, and that is because I have stuff I gotta do. And when I have stuff I gotta do, I gotta make it work. And But I still wanted to put out the podcast, so here it is. I'm gonna throw it out there. It's gonna be short, it's gonna be sweet, and it's gonna be to the fucking point. (laughs) But I'm gonna give you all the takes I had on... Fury versus Nganu, because that was the big event that happened last weekend. I'm sure you've heard it all. I'm sure you've seen it all. But I always got to give my take. And if it was a normal night of podcasting for me on Thursday, then I'd be doing it then. And I'd be going over it in depth and through it all. But I'm going to make it short here. And I'm going to get through it just so that there's something out there from the going around to podcast, of course. I got to make sure I'm consistent. And that's what I'm doing. I'm holding myself accountable always and I hate missing so but I had some plans and my wife and I are gonna you know take some time to ourselves tomorrow night so yeah uh and and in the mix of it all I also have if you couldn't tell if you notice I have a different mic I actually treated myself and got a nice setup for podcasting basically and uh Yeah, so the watch parties, when I have people in in here with me, there shouldn't be any more technical difficulties. I got a a lot to learn with all of this equipment, but I got some good, nice equipment, and I'm pretty excited about it, and I've been messing with it tonight, so I'm hoping that this audio sounds pretty decent. I did a few tests, and uh, it sounded good to me, so hopefully it sounds good overall. So excuse it if it doesn't sound the best, but I'm hoping it does sound pretty good. So, here we go. Fury versus Ngannou. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought Ngannou won. That was what my take was from it. Uh, in the end, he won. He got the moral victory no matter what. No matter what anybody says. No matter what anybody does. He got the moral victory. And he, he came out the winner overall. Especially when it comes to the UFC. Uh, Dana White. You know, talked about how he was just being too demanding. He was messing up. He was he was fucking up basically. And uh I'm sure everyone's seen those videos going around saying Dana's the one that fumbled the bag instead of instead of uh Nganu. But all in all, you can't deny the good that Nganu did. What he did against Tyson Fury, one of the best boxers. Of his time right now. One of the best heavyweights ever. And he held it together. He kept up with him. And he made him look bad at certain points of the fight. So you can't deny that. There's nothing else to be said except for he did great. And that's all there is to it. Um, And there's really only one thing. I'm not even going to go into my other screen. I'm not going to show a bunch of visuals this time. I just want to talk about this fight. And there's really only one thing that needs to be seen. And that's this. Right there. Right there. He knocked down one the linear heavyweight champion of the world. the One of the best boxers ever. Especially in his class in heavyweight. And, you know, he's the gypsy king. Somebody who... Got knocked down by Deontay Wilder, who's a big, heavy hitter as well, and got up like the Undertaker, like a fucking zombie, like Mike Myers in a in a horror movie. Just sat up, stood up, and went back at it with Deontay Wilder. Like that was some of the craziest shit I had seen. It was, it was memorable. And and there's nothing else he can say except for Tyson Fury's a fucking savage. Like, he's a different type of animal. And for Francis Ngannou, who's never had a professional boxing match in his life, to come out and do what he did and look as impressive as he did, everyone was doubting him, Every, including me. I, I'll say it. I, I, was, I was doubting it because of the track record that these MMA fighters have had against any boxers at all. You know... Anderson Silva, who I forgot to mention last week, you know, has done the best out of anybody that I that I can tell. But that flew under the radar because not a lot of people were paying attention to it. It wasn't a gigantic influencer boxing match like, you know, Diaz versus uh, Paul or Jake Paul versus anybody he's fought that's an ex-MMA fighter. So, you know... Anderson Silva was really the only one to hang and he he boxed a professional boxer, a legit professional boxer and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So and he did well. But he lost to it kind of got overshadowed because he lost to Jake Paul. And, you know, that was a year ago. And Jake Paul didn't have as much under his belt at that point, but that did a lot for him. So but Anderson is still a great boxer overall, when it comes down to it, for being an MMA fighter. But no one has done what Francis Ngannou did. Back to the point. Francis Ngannou did something that no one thought he could do. Everyone was doubting him. Everyone was making fun of his pad work. Everyone was talking shit about everything that he was doing. And, you know, leading all the way back to when he got out of the UFC. And everyone was talking about how he fucked up and he... You know, he's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to get any good opportunities. He's not going to get the money. He's not going to get the clout. He's not going to get the fame. He's not going to get any of the stuff that the UFC could have offered him. So, everyone's counting him out. Everyone's talking shit, and everyone's downing on him. I want to say I didn't down on him that much, but maybe I I did doubt him a lot because I was wondering, like, what the fuck's happening? But, you know, all this shit happens in the background. There's nothing... There's no way to know. Things come out. Things get withheld. Information it, Information only comes out when they're ready for it to come out, and that's all there is to it. Things get leaked, and if you get lucky, you find out the truth, but you never fully know. So, Nganu bet on himself, and he won. He made everybody look foolish, everybody talking shit. The boxing community completely disregarded him and said he was nothing, that this was... Basically a waste of Tyson Fury's time. And look what happened. Of course, they're out there making excuses saying Tyson Fury wasn't himself. Tyson Fury, you know, wasn't there mentally. Blah, 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 blah. Well, what the fuck? That's what happens, right? Um, Obviously, if he came out as the great boxer that he is, I still think Ngannou would have given him a hard time. But there's nothing you can really do except for, except the loss. And I would say that Tyson Fury is doing well at accepting the loss. It seems to me like he isn't making a bunch of excuses. Uh, He even said himself, everyone was talking about how Fury's taking him lightly. uh, It's easy work, blah, blah, blah. But he said himself, he did a 12 week training camp for this fight when he's, he only has done six to eight weeks in the past for other boxers that are, considerable and elite boxers that he's boxed in the past. So it sounded to me like he took this seriously. Um but at the same time he was already looking past Nganu with the Usyk fight being uh being scheduled already. They basically already had a date and everything. And he he's on he he's been recorded saying that Usyk can't Escape it. It's happening December 23rd regardless. But yet now he's kind of walking it back because he said he told everybody when they asked him after the fight, what's what's up with Usyk? Is it going to happen still? And he said, you know what? I think I need to take some time. And he's like, everyone have a great Christmas and a happy new year, which means not till next year. But, of course, everyone's going around talking about how he might not have a choice that contractually he has to fight Usyk in, in December. He's not the, really the one to call the shots in the end. He does have to adhere to what the contracts say. And if there's no way around it, there's no way out of it, that's what he's got to do. But he got beat up. If you saw any of the pictures, um, if you saw any of the highlights, if you saw any of the interviews after the fight, he had a black eye. He was lumped up. Look at Nganu. Nothing. Now, of course, he's got a different skin tone, and maybe things didn't show up as well on him. That's what I heard a lot of people making excuses for. But still, you would notice that black eye. You would notice that swelling. You would notice any cuts. You don't see any of that on him. Go watch any of the interviews he's done since that fight, and you'll see that nothing happened. Now, he did get he did get outboxed in the overall perspective when it comes to Actual skill and and all of that. But he's still an up-and-coming boxer that put on a show and knocked down one of the best heavyweights in the world right now. And it wasn't by luck. That was a well-planned counter-left hook that put Tyson Fury on his ass. And there's no way around that. You can see the... You can see the... <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. You can see the progression of what was going through Tyson Fury's head when he got knocked down. First, it was like, holy shit, did that just happen? Wow, he hits hard. Oh, fuck. I can't believe this just happened. Is this really is this really happening right now? His eyes got big. His facial expressions were undeniable. And then when he got up, like he almost had to just shake it off. And 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 shake it out to figure out what the fuck was actually happening. And you know, of course, he got up right away. I mean, he turned around and got on his feet right away. And there's all these things going around about how long he how long he was given. We all know that boxing is notorious for the long 10 counts, you know, the long eight counts, whatever you want to talk about, however you wanna discuss it, however you wanna explain it. Boxing is Notorious for this shit, just like the corruption, just like the bad judging, the favoritism, all that shit. And that's all present here with this fight, because in the end, Tyson Fury won by one motherfucking point. One point. What the fuck? Overall, he won by one point. Now, a lot can be said for the actions that took place during the fight. Now, in the third round was when this happened, when Ngannou dropped him full-on, straight out, no doubt, undeniable, knocked him down. And Fury got up, of course, with however many counts they gave him. Who gives a shit? He got up. He came back. But... Everyone was thinking, okay, Ngannou can't last past the second round. Even I said it. I'm worried for him if he gets past the second round. What's he going to be able to do? Well, he sure the fuck proved everybody wrong. Because come the third round when he was supposed to be dwindling and and that flame was supposed to be dying out because of... Oh, I heard something in the background. Uh, because of uh, any of the cardio issues or training issues that he might have and instead he comes out in the 3rd round and knocks down Tyson Fury. So there he goes right away proving everybody wrong. And that's great. I'm I'm happy for him. I love it. I'm glad. I'm happy to be proven wrong. I'm happy that my doubts were not anything of any like truth. <laughs> so but then, you know, Tyson got back up, got his bearings wound up coming back and landing a bunch of nice jabs. You know, uh, he jabbed him up for a little while. Uh, lots of just typical, normal, good boxing on Tyson Fury's side. And then got him started looking tired. He did start looking tired, and he did s- seem like he was starting to, to you know, fade a little bit. But come the eighth round, and got him look like a boxer, like a legit boxer, fucking Putting together combos, landing left and right on fucking Tyson, and he wobbled him. I don't know. A lot of people have denied it. A lot of people have said, no, that's not exactly what happened. But to me, in that fight, it seemed to me, in the eighth round, he wobbled him. Whatever you want to say about that, it is what it is. But that, to me, is what happened. And that eighth round, for sure, Ngannou won. Ngannou won the third round. I feel like in Gone One, let's see, they had 10 rounds. To me, I, I can't break down every single round because I-, I don't fully remember every single round. <laughs> uh I did watch the entire fight though. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was tough getting there. Um I-, I just kept checking back, trying to find out when it was gonna start because it took so fucking long for it to start. But when it did, I I sat there peeled with my eyes peeled to that screen watching, and I couldn't help myself. Uh, it was too intriguing. I wanted to know: is he gonna is he gonna wind up like every other MMA fighter that basically shit the bed and and obviously lost, or is he gonna do something more? And right off the bat, you there was no denying that he. Did a lot more than a lot of people expected. It was great. I couldn't help myself. It was I was excited and I was just sitting there emotionless but like also tripping out when he dropped him and 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 then I was back to just being focused staring at that screen because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like who knew that that uh Francis Ngannou was that good of a boxer? And he's always talked about having a boxing background, but he never got to compete um, you know, professionally or, or really didn't get to compete the way that he wanted to. But that was always the goal for him was to become a professional boxer. And he showed and proved that that's exactly what he's doing is he's getting on his way. <laughs> for his first fight to be against somebody like Tyson Fury is insane. Now I'm looking at the scorecards right now and it looks like the first scorecard Was the worst one of all. 96-93 for Tyson Fury, obviously. But, like, how they gave him that, I don't know. But they had Tyson winning the first round, the fourth round, the fifth round, the sixth round, the seventh round, the ninth round, and the tenth round. So they gave Nganu the eighth, and the third, and the second. That's it. He gave him three rounds. Now the eight, the third round was a ten eight because of that knockdown. So right away you get a ten eight. And 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 a lot. I was thinking. I think I even said it to somebody that it. You know, it sucked because it seemed like they didn't give him the ten eight for that third round, the knockdown. But I now that I see the scorecards and I, I saw it again earlier this week, that he legit got that ten eight. So that's good. The second card was 94-95 with Nganu winning. So they had with winning the second round. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, The first round, the third round, the fourth round, the eighth round, and the tenth round. So that makes sense to me. The first round, the th- I don't know. The first round was tough, but he, was, he looked impressive during the first round. So the third, of course, obviously. The fourth, yeah, I could see that. The eighth definitely got that win. And then the 10th. So here's the thing. After the eighth round, the way that he wobbled Fury, he should have came out the, the, the ninth and 10th round with nothing to lose. And just throw it all out there. But he did kind of did kind of fade. And that's what sucks. And I feel like if he would have ended that fight with as big of momentum as it seemed like he had, and continued from the eighth through the ninth and into the tenth with that momentum showing and proving that he could do it, I feel like he would have won there would have been no way in hell they could have not given him that win. So the other card that gave no well, they gave Fury the win as well but they gave Ngannou the third round the seventh and the eighth and the tenth so you know it's a mixed bag of what rounds he won the third and the eighth are undeniable every other one can go back and forth you'd have to sit there and dissect it but that's that's what it is in the end unfortunately he lost but it wasn't it wasn't by much. And that's why I feel like Nganu has a future in boxing. And with everything that has happened to the MMA fighters while boxing, whether it be influencer boxing or professional boxing or fighting a professional boxer, any of that shit, MMA fighters have not fared well. So for Nganu to come out and do what he did is puts hope in the game for MMA fighters to continue to cross over into boxing and be successful. Uh, there's hope there, and it's proven. But at the same time, if Ngannou would have gone out like everyone else had, that would have been it for the crossover. And there would have been no more MMA fighters fighting in boxing. The The market wouldn't have been there. Everyone wouldn't would just basically say, Listen, these MMA guys come out. They don't know how to box. It's not the same. And that's it. And it would have been over. But instead, now we have people calling. (laughs) We have MMA guys calling out boxers left and right. You know, Sugar Sean O'Malley wants to fight Devin Haney, I think. Um, Fucking someone else called out Canelo. Multiple people have called out Canelo. Like, come on, guys. Don't. Go that crazy. But see, this is what happens when you get somebody like Ngannou, who nobody even would have guessed would be a great boxer, coming out against a high-level elite boxer like Tyson Fury, a champion boxer, and do what he did to him. Will everybody have that success? I think we've seen it in the past that that's not always the case. But there's hope there, and where there's smoke, there's fire, I guess. <laughs> so, what can be done in the future, it's up in the air. But I know as far as Nganu goes, he has a future in boxing, I believe. And and who knows? We'll see if he t- how far he takes it. Um, He's obviously contracted to fight in the PFL. But with that being said, you know, Deontay Wilder was out there talking about possibly going into the PFL to fight in MMA. And obviously, he would be fighting Nganu. So, there's a lot to talk about. Of that going around. Deontay Wilder has some very skinny legs. So he will get taken out very quickly. If someone wants to attack those legs. So I'm hoping he's going to. Like stop skipping leg day. <laughs> and put some meat on those bones. But. Who knows. Who knows. Because we haven't seen. Since James Tony, We haven't seen a, a big name boxer. Get in a cage and fight in MMA. So we've seen how many MMA fighters get in a ring and box whether it be influencer boxing or high level boxing who knows but we've had plenty of them to know that they haven't fared well and and Ngannou just turned that around for everybody so we'll see what happens with that I was pretty happy with Nganu's performance I was happy with the fight it was fun to watch it was cool um that I only watched that main event because everything else was hard to stomach. I couldn't even get through the rest of the fights because it just took so long. The The broadcast was like fucking six or seven hours, and there was a lot of in-between shit. They had a full-on concert before the main event. It was insane. But that's what boxing does, I guess. And in Saudi Arabia, they put on a show. So it is what it is. Um, Fun event. Fun fight and i i the outcome sucked but at least he showed what he could do and he proved to a lot of people that they were wrong and really in the end Ngannou wins he got a fuckload of money to make, to have this fight he had he has all of the things waiting for him in PFL lots more money um all of his demands were met for the most part and now he just needs to get that opponent and get the date and do his next fight in the PFL and show us what he can do there and just keep rubbing it in the UFC's face because they let him go. And that's the shit part of all of this because he could have done – there could have been so many things that could have happened in the UFC. But he's making that money. He's getting that money. So that's where we're at. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the future. And we'll see if we get that Deontay Wilder fight. But that's it for Ngannou versus Tyson. Like I said, it was a good fight. I don't know what else to say about it that hasn't already been said. Besides, I feel like Ngannou won. I hate that it was it ended that way, but it was a good it was a good event, especially on an off week for the UFC there was so much hype around all of this and it and it paid off so that that's the best part i've heard nothing but people talking about this fight it's everywhere and of course i had to get mine in <laughs> so um again shortened version of the podcast this week uh and pre-recorded so if you're seeing that time back there that's obviously the wrong time and that's cuz i recorded this probably yesterday if you're watching this I don't know when I'm going to release it. It's going to either I'm going to either schedule it to be done for the normal time or who knows. But whenever you're listening, thank you for listening, and I hope you're watching as well. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell for times like this when I just release a video instead of going live. But you'll also get notified of when I go live as well. Let's not forget, though, the UFC is back this week after a one-week hiatus, um, and we have uh, Jelton Almeida versus Derrick Lewis. Now, Derrick Lewis was in the news because he uh, allegedly got arrested in Houston a couple of, like, a week or two weeks ago, something like that, uh, due to driving, like, 135 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Uh, that's crazy. Um, Derek Lewis is crazy And the only thing he had to say The only thing he had to say When he was asked a question about it Was I don't think that was me Y'all didn't didn't see the picture That dude had hair I ain't got hair That wasn't me (laughs) So (laughs) But that's Derek Lewis right You're gonna get that kind of uh, You're gonna get that kind of a response from Derek Lewis Uh, Pretty hilarious He's entertaining as hell but he is fighting a pretty difficult opponent in Jelton Almeida, and that's because Almeida likes to grapple and like and and will take people down quickly to try to submit them as fast as possible. and he's done that quite a bit uh let me look here real fast. Jelton Almeida last let's see he's on a one, two, three, four, five. Five fight win streak in the UFC, undefeated, coming from Dana White's contender series. He is 19-2 and two overall in MMA, and he has one, two, three, four, four three, four. Four out of his, basically he has submission, TKO, submission, submission, TKO, submission. <laughs> Those are his wins. Now, obviously, lots of submissions all by rear naked choke, so he Derek Lewis cannot let him get his back. But Derek Lewis is notorious for just getting up when being on the ground, like just standing up like it's nothing, no matter what position he's in. But we also know that he crumbles when he gets hit uh, certain times, and uh, sometimes he seems to give up very quickly. It just depends on his mental state, I think, but he is coming off a win to Marcos Rogerio de Lima. It's a pretty badass TKO win there if you, in first round, 33 seconds. Before that, he was on a three-fight losing streak. Uh, so, yeah, he's a streaky fighter, but he's fucking entertaining. Um, my balls is hot. <laughs> you You can never deny how funny that is. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. Derek Lewis talking to Joe Rogan after a fight. Lots of people were saying that's why he was driving so fast because his balls was hot. (laughs) But uh, this should be an interesting fight if Derek can keep Almeida from taking him down quickly and submitting him. And if not, this could be over very fast. And if you're a Derek Lewis fan, it will not be good. Um, But Derek Lewis can also end it very quickly if he lands a good punch or kick on Almeida because that's what he's done recently. 33 seconds in the first round against his last opponent. He uh, TKO'd him. So that is a possibility. Derek Lewis is a very heavy hitter. Uh, So we'll see what happens with that. Other notables, this isn't the best fight card, which is why I'm not so upset that I'm not doing a normal long podcast. Uh, Nicholas Dalby versus Gabriel Bonfim. Uh, is the co main? Uh, Bonfim is 15 and 0 against uh, Nicholas Dalby's 22, 22 and 4. We got Dontel Mays versus Rodrigo Nascimento. Uh, Nascimento is 10 and 1, Dontel Mays 10 and 5. And man, uh, Adolfo Vieira versus Armin Pat- uh, Petrosian, Vince Pachel versus Ismael Bonfim, the other Bonfim brother. Uh and then that's it, man. Everyone else is like uh Angela Hill versus Denise Gomez, or Gomes. That's in the undercard. Man, this is a tough card. A lot of people are saying it's a bit of a sneaky card. I could see that. It you know, these are those card this this is one of those cards that could be you know, very sneaky and wind up being a lot of finishes and a lot of highlights. But if you just look at it on paper, it's tough, especially coming back from a one-week layoff after all of the hype around Francis Ngannou. Let's see if these boys can get out there and put a show on for these fighters, I should say. But the big boys at the top of the card, there is a couple of women's fights down in the um, undercards. But, yeah, this is happening in Sa- uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, on Saturday. Uh, let me see what they're showing for time. Because I need to know so I know when I'm going to watch it. <laughs> uh, 6 p.m. Okay, not bad. 6 p.m. is the start of the main card. So it's a little bit of a later card because usually they're starting about 4 or 5. Not too bad, though. Uh, So, yeah, don't forget to watch that. And don't forget to come back next week for a full episode of the going rounds podcast. Again, it's short cause I got things going on tomorrow. Uh, going to have a little downtime, a little relaxation, a little time to enjoy myself with my wife. Um, we're going to go see a comedy show, so it should be fun. And then, uh, I'm taking the day off the next day and yeah, that's when I will mess with some more stuff with this new audio equipment. I got, uh, get everything legit, and hopefully this audio doesn't sound too bad, but it will definitely be more cleaned up, more refined for next week. Uh, Don't forget to watch the Rumble Podcast as well. Go to rumblepodcast.com, and it'll take you straight to our channel on YouTube, which is Rumble Podcast on YouTube. Um Going live Saturday nights and Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Arizona time. We talk about a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, Tuesday nights, we like to do Tech Tuesday. Sunday nights, it's just random. Um, yeah, we do a lot of random stuff. So come check it out. It's fun. Um, and it sometimes we get into heated discussions or sometimes we just laugh the whole time. Who knows? But uh, I'll also hopefully have better audio or better everything by then. Who knows? This audio might be great. I don't know. In the end, I'm happy to have all this equipment. It's going to be fun learning everything, and, you know, getting everything nice and perfect, and then it'll be nice to be able to have a couple people in here or one other person in here and not have any issues with the audio. So don't forget to come back next Thursday, 7 p.m. right here, Going Round's Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, Like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Don't forget to follow all my social media that's been going down there at the bottom of the screen. And, yeah, enjoy the fights. Go uh, watch the highlights of Engano versus Tyson if you haven't seen it already. Uh, Watch some of the interviews afterwards. It's pretty interesting uh, from both guys. And then don't forget about the UFC happening this Saturday. 6 p.m. Arizona time is the start of the main card. It's happening in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, Big heavyweights at the top of that card. Could be very fast and very fun, or it might be boring. Who knows? Don't forget to watch, though. (laughs) See you next week. I'm out. É isso.